Hey, man, we made it to episode 60. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us. We should have been here a long time ago, but look yeah, at us. Yeah, we, we definitely <laughs> should have been here a long time ago. Holy shit. But, damn, we made it 60 episodes. I think I'm excited that we got two back to back right now. <laughs> That's the truth, isn't it? We be pump faking and everything, dog. I don't know what's wrong with us. Man, you know what fuck all that. Somebody on the internet just said Fiona Apple and Todd Dollar Sign looked alike. Man, put pictures of them next to each other. Now I can't unsee it. So, <laughs> there's an artist that I follow on multiple platforms. And um, he said something the other day, and I can't unsee it. So, there is a porn star by the name of Sarah J. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, now back in the day, she was, you know, Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, she's definitely Hall of Fame. Well, he said that she looks like Triple H and now I can't. Yeah, she do. (laughs) And I can't unsee it now. It's like with somebody, I can't remember who, who seen it a long time ago. Nigga said Dosh Polanco looks like, uh, Turk from (laughs) Scrubs. Dotto, Dotto Faison. And I could never unsee it. But then they were in that movie together. And they were like, like a couple. What was that? What was it? King's Ransom? What was that? No, that was the it shit was, um, where... No, uh, what was the one? What was, what was the name of the movie? It was like they were delivery Cassie. or some shit. What? I think it was like... Somebody was like doing delivery. No, a different shit. movie. They were a couple in the joint when... uh, It was like... Oh, man. I Frank Montana was like... In the movie for some fucking. Oh, okay, then yeah, that was a whole different movie. <laughs> it was it was Donald it was Donald Faison and Dasha Palanka. Uh, I think I think Lala might have been in it. I, I can't remember, but it was I can't remember who the main person was, but he was trying to bag Cassie, and Cassie fucked around. I had a husband, and uh, I guess he was infamous for like not being serious with chicks and being a player, and then Cassie like played him. I can't remember the name of the movie. I watched it like three girlfriends ago with them, with one of them. And uh, yeah, Donald Faison and Dash Polanco was in the, was a couple, and that shit just ruined it for me. It's the lips, I think. That bottom fucking lip. And I, I just, I, I've never been able to look at her the same. You ready to get the show started, man? Or? Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> Songs dedicated to Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> I also forgot how long the intro to this song was, so I apologize in advance. It's alright. Don't let Kanye get no instruments in his song. Yeah. That nigga let those shits go for 15 minutes before yeah. you start rapping. Grave, piss in your 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 gr
piss in your grave. This one here for the executives. Fuck you and all of your relatives. Piss in your grave. 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 Nigga behave. You think you played it for Tim when they were getting divorced? Us niggas, we can't behave. We mobbed on the pave. Got treated like slaves. Really? Young niggas treated like slaves. This the moment I've been waiting for. This why I moved to Cali. Stepped outside and got shaded for. Tell mama, bitch, get back in the door. I've been coming up and down. A nigga can't take you no more. You better be pissing on nobody's grave in those little easy bone shoes you got. Popping pistols, dropping riddles. Popping pillars, selling nigga. You gotta get with it. Mad, mad ricochet. Little Scotty now. The same fuckers used to doubt. All preaching that they proud. I put my super down and rip it out. Pissing your brain. Pissing your grain. Turn this up, teach your play this in the third grade. In the third grade. Can't have for the two now. We about to go away. We about to go away. The streets is not safe. These niggas ain't play. These niggas ain't play. These niggas ain't play. This for my fam. This for the fam. Do this for the fam. How about it? Look, man. This was a trying weekend for me, okay? It was it was a very trying weekend for me. Both Loyola and Oral Roberts were eliminated in the same day. Back to back. You alright? I don't I don't I don't really want to watch the tournament anymore. <laughs> I really don't. Cause it's gonna come down to Gonzaga and Michigan. Nah, because they got to play before that, I think. I, I haven't seen the bracket. I don't know who's where. I think they're on the, I think they're on the same side. I think they're going to have to play uh Whoever the wins that four. matchup wins the goddamn championship. That's what I'm thinking, too. Because you blink and they're up 20. But I can tell you, I watched, I watched USC last night. Those Mobley brothers... They 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 got something for some niggas, boy. Let me tell you, they got something for some, somebody. It's not like when you see like a brother duo in like in bass in, on teams. Usually they they play like the same position or like want to play power forward, the other want to play center. One they play do something the, to complement each other. They, I think, I think one of them. I can't remember what position he played. I don't think they play positions that are close to each other. But they, I was watching them last night. That brother, that brother intuition kicks in real quick because, boy, one of them is a seven-footer, I believe. And I can't remember how, how tall the other one is, but that USC team was nice. I actually watched a couple games yesterday. I watched uh, Alabama shit to bed against uh, who they play yesterday. Fuck. Oh, wait. UCLA. Yes, UCLA. Yeah. I knew UCLA was going to win that game in the first minute. I, I just, it just felt like UCLA was going to get them to get them the business. Welcome everybody to episode sixty of What's the Purpose, featuring Spread and D. Yo, I need you to cheer up a little bit. Jesus Christ. That was the saddest fucking intro you've ever done. I'll probably be better by Thursday. This nigga said, what's the purpose? Hey, man. <laughs> Yo, come on, man. Cheer up, buttercup. I tried to warn you. I needed them to win on Easter. I tried to warn you, dog. Imagine the headlines of them two winning on Easter. 
when you told dog, you sent me a tweet, and what did I say with the tweet in the next tweet? I said, I think you might have just jinxed him by tweeting that. Dog, Oral Roberts lost by a fucking rebound. Sure, they had a last second shot at that the end. That shot was not. That shot was. That shot was close. But God. It's all good, man. It's all good. Your woman's pick still looking good. By the grace of God. Now I think isn't that ironic? Fuck around, it might be our picks and the women's against each other for the for for everything. Who'd you pick for the women again? UConn. Oh, so you went UConn all the way? Yeah. Like a fucking fan. Yeah, you nigga. Who'd you pick? Who'd you pick with the Super Bowl this year? If it wasn't for playing in, in Buffalo. <laughs> but I'm saying, when your team is in it, you picked them to win, right? Right? Exactly. I had to rep for my girls, yo. Paigey Buckets. She doing some things. I'm just rooting for Don State. What's the name of that girl uh, that played for Iowa? That was getting That was making a lot of noise. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember her name either. White, she, she was, was doing her thing. Yeah, she was she was getting off too. But uh, yeah, that's that's all the March Madness breakdown you gonna get today. That's all you got. From, that's all you got. Because the Elite Eight starts an hour today, yeah. before the show even drops. So yeah. Uh, but we we, we by the by the final four, I'll I'll know who will be our national champion. I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. It's, like I said, it's either going to be Gonzaga or Michigan. Both of them teams. Just... That's what I said. And I think I said I, I said either Gonzaga or Michigan was going to win. Like, them boys are bad. I hope Michigan wins, though. You know what? I hope Michigan does, too, especially with Juwan Howard being their head coach. That's literally the only reason I hope they win. You know. His first um, year, too? And to get, like, if if he can get. Um, Jalen Rose and uh, Old Boy together, and they can make up Chris Weber. Yeah, because I, I I think they've been beefing a little bit every now and again. I don't think they've ever be- stopped beefing. <laughs> I think they've been beefing since. College. Like I hope that <laughs> if they win a national championship, that would sort of give them closure. I you know what? I remember last time they were in the, la- the national championship game, they were all there, but Chris was. I think he was in a booth, and everybody else was like, "Yeah, kicking," it and he didn't want to be like near Jalen. Yeah, I, they got they got some serious beef, boy. Like they got to settle that, man. I mean, like, what's the point of still beefing about it? Is it about is it about the national championship? I think it's about how everything ended in Michigan with Chris Webber. Because you got to remember, he left on some scandalous shit. He didn't just like dip out, like. It was some. I think he was like taking money under the table. It was some NCAA regulation that's stupid, and he got caught up in it, and mm. he just decided to turn pro so that he wouldn't have to deal with the consequences. Yeah, I never under. What is the point of NCAA doing shit like that and coming out with like, you don't never hear about it until the player gone. So what's the point? Yeah, that's why they <laughs> took down their like Final Four banners from when they went. Oh yeah, that's yeah. about right. Then. Yeah. But that's why I said I wonder if that's what's keeping Chris Webber from going into the Hall of Fame because he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think it should because college basketball has their own Hall of Fame. Nah, bro. When it comes to the, I, I, you're right. You're correct. 
They do have their own Hall of Fame for the college players. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just but don't think it should. when it comes to the Naismith, they go through your college career up. True. Or your international career up. So if you were like from overseas and you came to the NBA, you go in. Or if you were just this huge European player that never came over here, you still can go in. So I can only assume that Luka Doncic is automatic Hall of Fame already. Yeah. I'm guessing. Just from his international career, he already had a Hall of Fame career over there. But, I mean, oh well. So that's why I'm thinking that's the only reason why they keep Chris Webber out of the Hall of Fame is because of that shit with Michigan. I mean, (coughs) oh, excuse me. That sucks, but I get it. Um, Let's see what we got here. I finally caught up on Snowfall. About time. Yeah, they, they did Fat Boy bad. Hey, niggas on the <laughs> niggas on the internet is like, yo, where was all the blood? <laughs> like, where was all the blood? They, they stabbed the nigga like oh, eighty seven times. Why, why was, can't she was and she was digging? He it. ain't, she, he ain't spilled not a drop. He spilled less blood than they do in Marvel movies. Dog, and the noises he made had nothing to do with him being stabbed. It's not like he stubbed his toe. And then wait, who carried? How did he get out? How did they get him out? Yeah, because so many questions. How did they get him out the car into the chair? And then how did they get him out the chair? And then you know what? I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna be that guy today. Not today. Maybe Thursday. The scene where uh, Leon was getting his hair braided was a little was a little deep. Oh yeah, from the other yeah, week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah got, that I've, was I'm combining everything. Yeah, I, for, I forgot you haven't you we haven't yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's a black mom for your ass though. Niggas not gonna act like we're not gonna pretend like <laughs> the shits is all peachy. No. Hey man, um, watching Stacy. Is his name? Oh, is his name Sully or Scully? I thought it was Scully. I thought it was Scully too. I've seen niggas say Sully. I've seen niggas say Scully. I'm going to assume I'm correct. <laughs> I'm gonna That's go why with I call Scully. him Stacy. <laughs> I'm like because everybody knows who Stacy is. Everybody knows who Stacy is. You better ask somebody. About Remember Stacey. they had they had Stacy and Dope too. Yeah, and he was like the security guard or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was a nice little cameo. That was cool, especially after when you read about his like real life. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, he bought that life. Oh yeah, he, he definitely bought that action. Um, but yeah, watching him get the tattoo, right? I was like, all right, that's that's something you know, get a tattoo of your daughter on your shoulder blade and everything. Um, they didn't cover that tattoo up. Did they didn't they? do a damn thing. All he did was throw his goddamn shirt. Okay, on. so I was nasty. I, wouldn't that burn? It's going to burn. It's going to be infected. It's going to be nasty. But I can only assume he don't care too much because he don't even see himself living that long. And then you see... <laughs> and he put up all the crosses and stuff because he said it was a bad omen when he uh, crucified that uh, dude at the beginning. Yeah. 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 This, this is going to take a turn. And I think somebody... On the main cast is dying. That's a yeah. So there's a character that we all that's been there since the beginning that's going to meet his maker this year. And if it's the mother, I am going to be pissed. Oh man. 
Or the father. Oh, man. Because they talking like Pop's about to do something strange uh, this week. Pop, they, hey, that reporter got Pop's feet to the fire. You know? And he's not built for this life. He's, he's a former Black Panther. He's just trying to clean up the neighborhood now. He ain't got time for all this. He ain't got time for none of this. And here you go asking questions. Nah, nigga, you got a, a rehabilitation center out there. You got time today. Niggas always want to, they want to speak up when shit get rough. Nigga, you wasn't speaking up when I put down payments now. So you better shut the fuck up now. Just like you were shut the fuck up then. I hate that part. That's like, that's why I hate, ooh, that's why I hate Scholar from Breaking Bad. Ooh, I fucking hate Scholar so much. You was all about him not selling meth, cooking meth, and doing all this shit until you had to get that bitch nigga Ted some money. And you was more than happy to take the drug money. And You, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to go on a tangent about Scholar today. I'm not going to do it because I'm in a good mood. And I'm, I want to stay in a good mood. If I start talking about that bitch from Breaking Bad, I'm going to be in a bad mood. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't even watched last week's episode yet. Bruh. It's getting better and better. Bullshit. Waiting for fucking Charlotte. I ain't watched it yet. You, hey man, I'm not gonna tell you what to do in your relationship because that's your relationship. You're the one living it. But go ahead and watch that without her. I can't do it, dog. Yes, you can. I can't do it, dog. Yes, you can. Because I don't want to hear. See, she. You know what? And she wants me to make that mistake. <laughs> Just so she can say you ain't shit. <laughs> Cause there's, I've been there before. There's nothing your girl wants more than to hold something over your goddamn head. Boy, and they will hold that grudge no and matter how much ready. you fix it. They be ready. They have it right there in the tub. But you know what? I'm smarter than the average bear. I'm going to wait. And I'm going to watch it with her. And I'm a, I make her feel bad about making me wait. See, I take, I take control of the situation. I use it to my advantage. I make her feel bad. Every time I got to wait past a weekend to watch the shit, I make her feel bad. Just know they need to rename this show The Captains. And that's all I'll say. Okay. That way when you watch it, you understand. Okay. But just know they need to rename the show The Captains because it's basically just... I'm a Captain America. No, I'm a Captain America. I used to be a Captain America. I'm Captain America. Like they, they really need to do that. But it was good though. It was really good. Okay. Um, I will say this. This isn't really a spoiler, but that scene from the trailer where they were at the uh, psychiatrist—that's in this episode. Gotcha. With cool. the two of them in there. But yeah, it was really good. Once again, um, Kevin Feige and them—they they really know how to put together a show. I'm mad that it's only six episodes now. Yeah. Yeah. But these are a little longer than the WandaVision shits, though. That's what I heard. I heard, I heard they were going to be longer episodes. Yeah. Uh, and while we're on uh, fucking comic book shit, um, did you see the trailer for the new Suicide Squad movie? Yes, I did. And, I, and I'm going to tell you this now. I'm going to enjoy watching that movie. I'm going to enjoy it, too. And I'm going to enjoy all the chaos that comes from the movie and all the chaos in the movie. Because it really seems like they were like, yo, we're going we're gonna to wild out. And I really think that King Shark is going to be everybody's favorite out of this. I think so, too. I think so, too. Which is good. Um, if you watch the Harley Quinn, I don't know if you watch Harley Quinn on HBO Max. I do not. The, the anime show. Yeah. 
that show is buck wild and i hope that well i think the dude that's directing this directed um guardians of the galaxy and stuff yeah so at least i know the soundtrack gonna be fire this is what he well he was gonna direct it anyway but when motherfuckers tried to cancel him from disney and marvel for some shit he was directing this but then he made it right and cooled it off so he, they, they're going to have him come back. James Gunn, they're going to have him come back for the next Guardians of the Galaxy anyway. Because Batista and all the cast was like, we're not doing it if he's not coming back. Which, that's a testament to him. Yeah. And because, because you got, okay, niggas got to realize, like, everybody has done some, and said some wild shit in their past. You can't go creeping on people's past and be like, oh, now we want to hold you accountable for that. That's not fair. You're not allowing people time to grow. You're not even allowing people opportunity to grow. I, I can tell you from... I probably tweeted some shit. To, I just got my uh, alert on my phone that I've been on Twitter for 12 years. If you don't think I was, I was, I was tweeting reckless... If you don't think I wasn't tweeting reckless shit 12 years ago, you don't know me very well. And I can assure you, you show me some tweets from 12 years ago, I'll probably be like, yeah, I do not feel that way, and I apologize. But you have to allow people the opportunity to do that. But do you think I remember anything I tweeted 12 years ago? Hell no. Hell no. Nobody's remembering tweets from years past. Sorry. No, I don't think Twitter's that important to anybody. And if it is, a conversation probably needs to be had. But you can't do that. You can't do that for everybody. Now, if you're talking about like somebody, if we're, we're going to... On the, on the same kind of thing. We were talking about Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon has a history of abusive actions towards people. Like both male, female, black, everybody. So that kind of thing. And when it's recent, you kind of got to be like, okay, well, you got to get out of here because you clearly don't care. But I, that's the only thing that I've ever heard about James Gunn. Ever. Now, I'm sure James Gunn wasn't a fucking saint, but it seems like he wasn't a shithead either. It seems like he just made a mistake, and you got to let niggas grow. You got to let niggas apologize and grow from their actions. If you don't do that, then, we, then nobody should be able to say anything about anybody. Because there's not a person in this world, I don't think, has a past that they're probably not the most proud of as far as doing everything. Like... There's not a person in this world that doesn't have at least one thing in their past that's like, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Done that, and I apologize. But if you hold motherfuckers' feet to the flame about those one little transgressions, it's not going to work. Didn't, um, I think we got cheated out of one of the greatest Oscar hosting, like, things ever a few years back. And no, I'm not talking about Kevin Hart. I'm talking about when Eddie Murphy was supposed to host the Oscars. And he ended up deciding to step down because the, I guess the director, the guy who was supposed to be directing everything, I think his name was like Robert Zemeckis. I could be wrong in that. Um, was supposed to like direct, like they were supposed to be the tandem mm-hmm. for that for that particular year, and they found out he said something about Jewish people. Eddie Murphy or the director? The director. Okay. You know Eddie Murphy ain't dumb. He he, he got that money. You know. He, but. I think he said it wasn't even something like crazy. It was just like something off. Like, come on, man. You didn't need to say that. It was on Twitter, you know. And they ended up getting Billy Crystal to come out in the last minute. But it was like 
when you saw what he said, it was like, really? Y'all y'all got him up out of here because of that? Yeah, that's the thing with, I guess we call it cancel culture. Um, I don't, not all transgressions are the same. And you, there's like buzzwords for canceling somebody. I don't think it should be that way. We got to remember back in shit, 80s, 90s, to early 2000s, there were no rules. Like go, going back and watching like Larry Sanders and Arliss, they were saying Ooh. wild shit. They were giving up different. Yes, there were no rules. None. Well, there were rules, but they were very, it, was, it was very cloudy. But there was nothing that was going to get you blackballed from the industry. And yes, we're trying to change things. Cool. But if you are going to tell somebody who made a mistake then, haven't, hasn't done anything since, but now because of the way things are now, you want to get them out, that doesn't work right. Now, I can understand if it's something heinous. 100%. If somebody does some shit, some heinous shit that you really just can't get over, then cool. If somebody said the F word in regards to homosexuality 20 years ago when everybody said that, they have, they've been an ally to that community ever since. Should they be canceled because of before? Or do you allow people time to mature and grow and see the error of their ways? It's, that's what we're going to do, right? That's what we should be doing, right? A Allowing lot of people the, to grow and change and better themselves? A lot of the canceling comes from people who have not lived a full life yet. And by that I, I mean it comes from people in their teenage years, in their 20s, in their 30s. People who haven't really been out. It also comes from people who don't have... Uh, the same fear of getting canceled is like you can cancel somebody and you don't have to worry about getting the the repercussions of that. Yeah. It, it, at some point it turns into trolling. That's the worst thing the internet has made in its time in existence that I think that person that feels like, their, their end-all, be-all is the internet and that they can do and say whatever they want on the internet without getting punched in this shit, that has been the worst creation from the internet since it was started. And there are times when I agree, like, yeah, get that person the fuck up out of here, right? Absolutely. We've had episodes like that on but this show. But there's also times where it's like, really, you, you're trying to get somebody out of here for, for this? You're wasting your time on this? You know, because he said fuck the bumblebees back in 2008. The bumblebees are important. We can't allow that to happen. You know, or, you know, I'm seeing with Lil Nas X, I'm seeing people are really up in arms. That little dude got y'all really up, like, y'all really going through it. Y'all fell for exactly what the fuck he wanted y'all to fall for. Y'all really let that that boy affect y'all. In a way that uh, I don't think public figures should be able to affect grown ass adults. You know, it, it he is a wonderful example of somebody who should be a one hit wonder that has stretched that fifteen minutes of fame into damn near a whole hour. 
not just off of music. He's and I don't even know if we can call him a one-hit wonder. We can't do that now. Well, I don't think we, we could. I, this, this nigga had a, a, a couple platinum plaques. But what I'm saying is, is you know, they, 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 they sum it up to. You know what song they sum it up to. Like, he got hits, but you know what song is the song. It's a song that the, the, the suburban community let their children sing along to. And that's what, that's what got them upset, because they were like, we trusted you with our children. Really? <laughs> Nigga, y'all don't even be around y'all children. They said this two years, or, yeah, going on two years ago when he came out as gay. Oh, well, that's fine. He could be gay now. We accept that. And so he makes a music video. It's not my cup of tea, but damn it, Lil Nas X isn't really on my radar. You know what I mean? Not at all. But I was like, all right, he doing this for publicity. This is to get people talking. You could see that all of this with the shoes that sold out within a minute, by the way. Which Nike is suing the customizer for. Well, they're only doing that because of the negative publicity. If it was positive and people were like, oh, man, those shoes are dope, they would have never said anything about it. No, I think the publicity is getting them. Whether it's positive, they, this is the second time they did this in the last six months. So, I, you know, the shoe with the, what is it, like a little drop of blood or whatever? That's what it says. Ain't no damn blood in that shoe. I, I'm pretty sure there's no blood in there. I mean, the shoe is what it is. But people are writing think pieces about how we've seen the demonic. And he probably made that video so he could, like, turn it on y'all. Yo, I, I hope these people don't ever see Lil Nicky. Well, I mean, this only happens with black entertainers when they somewhat say something and somebody comes. It's Illuminati. Are they still doing that? Yeah, they did it with this. I didn't see no Illuminati shit. They did the Illuminati and they did the satanic shit. I saw the satanic shit. I didn't see no Illuminati. Oh shit. man, they've been connecting dots that weren't even present on this. They've been connecting dots with the tarot cards and Terra. Or Terra, I don't know. Fuck with that. And uh constellations like oh, what's your sign? Oh, that's the devil. You you got to see they're all pitchforks and things. That's the mark of the devil. I, it's it's just it's just dumb. He only is doing this to get the publicity off of y'all. To get y'all to still talk about his name or to say, still say his name. That's it. That's all this is. And boy, it's working. And it, it tenfold. Smart young man. He's doing the smarter version of what y'all mad at the, the rat does. Smart young man. He's, I'm not... I'm not knocking Lil Nas X on this. It's a much smarter version of exactly what the rat does. Because he knows it's going to get attention. Every he time. He knows it's going to get attention. And y'all do it every time. Y'all are like, man. But it's always to promote. Mm, it's, yeah. It's the same. It's the same. I was going to say that it's always to promote the music. But every time um, the Munchichi does it, it's to promote his Sorry, it's music too. Any anytime that nigga is on a, a social media, it's to promote something. And he ain't doing shit else but music, so I saw Jimmy Fallon uh got some flack over the weekend. 
I'm guessing he had some TikTok dancer come on the show and she did all the dances that were created by black folks and she was getting all the publicity from it. Yes. That's usually how it works, though. Yes. That's, that's been happening. You, you don't remember rock and roll? And I want to I wanna ask a question here. Are the TikTok people, like, we, we, we get upset because they bring the white TikTok person out to do all the black TikTok dances. And we assume that there's no calls being made to the black TikTokers. Now, I'm not saying give Jimmy Fallon the benefit of the doubt, but he's been one of the more uh, urban adjacent talk show hosts. Hosts. Is it a matter of a call not being placed to the black TikTok stars or a matter of it's easier to get the random white one? She was there to promote a song. So she had a song that came out, and I'm guessing... So she's a singer? I'm guessing. Or she's an artist of some kind? I don't know. I I don't know who anybody is anymore, D. Well, I assume if she's there to promote a song, she's got to be a singer of some kind. Well, I mean, that's easier. I mean, if she's famous off of TikTok, she probably just made a song to see where she could, you know... It wasn't necessarily, oh, I'm a singer, and I'll just do the TikTok on the side. It probably was one of those where, like, she was a quote-unquote dancer... And she was like, all right, I got it. Because she has 138 million followers on TikTok. So she probably did just drop this song because somebody's like, oh, you should make an album. I don't think she's actually a singer. Addison, her name is Addison Ray. Yeah, I don't think she's so an actual singer. She's some type of artist. And I think by singer, you mean the label saw a pretty girl that has a huge following and said, let's, let's just, yes. Yes. But if she was there to promote that, then okay. So she was there to promote that. And I'm guessing they had a segment where she did all the TikTok dances. Okay. Lazily. So, so now I definitely don't understand why we're niggas are mad at Jimmy Fallon. Be, well, the main reason why is because it, it's egregious now with Jimmy. I've noticed this. So are we mad at Jimmy? Or are we mad at the situation? We're mad at both. Well, we, I'm, there's no, I, I don't care. I can, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't care either way. Um, That's what y'all get for fucking following TikTok stars. But they're mad at Jimmy because this isn't the first time he's done something like this. This isn't the first time that he sort of, um, at least with his tenure with The Tonight Show, has overlooked the black creators to bring in the white person that actually got the following and the money off of it to come on his show. Are you are you aware of the other like some other examples? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, uh, there are times when he would have you know back when Vine was popping, he would have the Vine people that would come in and sort of take from the black creators and uh, they would do like little segments and things of that nature, and people sort of called him out on it. And okay. He apologized. I'm pretty sure this happened on Friday, so I'm pretty sure he's gonna say something about it today. And this is, I always think of it too because. They have to book these guests to come on, right? I don't... See, here's the problem with blaming Jimmy. I don't believe Jimmy knows what the fuck is going on. I don't, I don't think he does either. When you host a show like that, there's no way you know I don't all think of Jim, the happenings. I don't think Jimmy Kimmel has ever seen TikTok videos on his own. I don't think... Well, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel too. I'm, but, I'm sorry, Jimmy Fallon. 
But but both of them. Jimmy, I don't think they're th- these dudes are like in their forties. Like I don't think Jimmy. Like when you're hosting the Tonight Show, you don't have time to be on your phone. The last thing up you, TikTok. the last thing you're doing is sitting there watching TikTok. Like, oh man, we got to get this. And then or on Twitter. And I, I and I also, so stop me if I'm wrong. I don't think. I don't think Jimmy Fallon thinks that these TikTok people are actual stars. Yeah. So why the fuck would he want them on the show in the first place? But you know, this is why this is why I don't blame him. That's what I'm saying. I think Jimmy I Fallon would think more like we would as far as this. Like and and luckily we both watched Larry Sanders show so we understand this now. We sort of in a way Yeah, Jimmy Fallon they probably have I believe a, a hip, that the Booker or twenty something or somebody from NBC was like, "Hey, yeah. um, you know, we gotta get these ratings." We booked we booked a TikTok star because that's yeah, popping. We booked out. Addison because you can see if you watch the video, Jimmy doesn't look like he's into it at all. Jimmy doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He's just holding up cards. He's just letting them go so she and, can do the little dances. And I don't think Jimmy knows that she didn't create these dances. <laughs> I truly don't. I truly believe that he got word of it Saturday. He was probably like, "Why are y'all mad at me? I don't understand. I don't understand." <laughs> You got to understand how cool this man had Donald Trump on his show and started playing with his hair and shit. And he was like, all right, you know, this is an interview with the president. That's what the Tonight Show is. Every president has been on there. You know what I mean? Everybody, this is an interview with the president. And the next day, you know, the media, oh, he humanized them and da, 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 And he's sitting there going, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know. No, he has somebody. For one, let's not be, let's be real. No matter who the president is, it's still an honor to have the president on your talk show. Yes. Whether it was Obama, Trump, it doesn't matter. It's still an honor to do that. I think niggas are stopping, stop realizing that because they didn't like Trump. You cool, don't like him, but he's still the he was still the president, and there's cachet and respect that comes with that office. So to have the sitting president on your talk show while he while he's the president is huge. That's huge, and secondly. These niggas are not doing a talk show for nothing. They want ratings. They want people to be engaged. They and I'm sure they they need to they need to see social media engagement with the shit too now. So yes, he's gonna go up there and he's gonna do what Jimmy Fallon does is and entertains with the fucking guest. No matter who, if they would have had Adolf Hitler on that goddamn show, guess what Jimmy Fallon's gonna do? He gonna fake laugh his way through. He's that gonna entertain the shit out of the crowd and everybody who's watching and. Create moments that you share and they get online engagement for. That's what he's supposed to do. That's why Jimmy Fallon's Jimmy Fallon. That's why he has the Tonight Show. The end-all, be-all of late-night comedy. If we're being real, the Tonight Show is older than all most of us. Now, here is where the anger is towards, because we just broke down the anger towards Jimmy Fallon, which it shouldn't really go to him. I mean... He does have the final say, but like I said, I don't think he knows really who's big in TikTok. If you put, I think he's if being you put told, like, hey, person this person cre- is really big on TikTok. If you put the person that created TikTok in the da- dance in front of him and Addison Ray in front of him and ask him to pick out which one of the people who actually created the dance, he probably wouldn't know. Here is the second half of this, and here's where the anger is towards her. It's because, and it's not just her, there's like a few other of these TikTok dancers these white girls that are TikTok dancers and things. They're mad because it's just a basic, not basic, I don't want to say basic. It's just mediocre white girls that learn to dance from black children. 
It's it's not even just black dancers. It's, it's children that are creating these. Mostly black girls. And they're getting the fame. They're getting the notoriety. They're getting the money. They're getting the record deals and things. While the little black children are just sitting at home going, they stole my shit. This was the problem with, uh, what's the name of that game that everybody plays now? Fortnite. When Fortnite was taking all the dances and renaming them and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got in trouble over that. I, I don't know yeah. what's going on. I, I, that happened like last year. No, I think that was, that was the year before that. I think but, that was Yeah, it, it was recent in, in that. But like I said before, we've seen this for, for decades now. We've seen it with rock and roll. We've seen it with rap. We've seen it with R&B. We're, we're seeing it now. Which goes into my next topic, which is I watched the Tina Turner uh, documentary on HBO Max on Friday. Boy, did she have a, first of all, she's an icon. Never not going to say that. But her career, just the way it was in, in the time after she left Ike, okay, where she was in her 40s. She was known for being in a review, which anybody who knows what a review is, R-E-V-U-E. Look at me smell. Look at me spell. But any anybody who knows what a review is, is basically you and a band, and you basically go on the road, and you do covers of other people's hits. You turn them out. So when it came to making original songs, Tina Turner wasn't doing original stuff. She was doing covers. Proud Mary is a cover. Uh, A few other songs. There's one song she did as an original, which everybody loves now, and that's River Deep Mountain High. But at the time, that song was, it charted horribly. It wasn't until later that people actually fucked with it when when she had a resurgence in the 80s. But even then, she went to record labels because she wanted to do rock music and they said, no, we can't have you do rock music. You're an old black woman. You want to do soul? No, I want to do rock. To where they had transcripts of record executives going, we don't want that old nigga sandbag. Literally, these are the words. We don't want that old nigga sandbag still on our label. Guys were begging to keep her on the label. They gave her songs that she she turned them out, but she had no business singing those. To the point to where uh, What's Love Got to Do With It was a cover song. I didn't even know that. Some British group had it two years before then, and they gave it to her, and like they played the original. D, the original was horrible. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find that shit up here. When I tell you that was the... Because they played, and she goes, I don't want to sing that. And they were like, well, we'll let you do your Tina thing to it. Um, but, you know, to see her, to see her transition from the Ike thing... Um, the fact that she never saw the movie What's Love Got to Do With It? She said she's never seen the movie. I mean, I don't think and she would I, want to. I don't blame her. Yeah. And she talks about how 
Um, and they actually show how in that time after she left him, she would ask people before the interview, please don't bring up Ike. I don't want to talk about my music. I don't want to talk about anything. Please don't bring up Ike. And the first question. So where's Ike? Yeah, they they definitely in the black community too. We definitely um never let her let that trauma go. Every time you heard about Tina Turner, it was regarding something with Ike. Anytime a celebrity joked about Tina Turner, it was a joke about Ike. And that's the black community, too. We were probably the worst. I think white, black people made her feel like we thought her trauma was funny. And I can understand her thinking that because niggas joked about the shit like it was funny and it wasn't. You know, they talked about her moving to Switzerland. The main reason why she gave up her American citizenship and moving to Switzerland wasn't because she thought it was cool over there. She was like, nobody over there knew who the hell I was. Yeah. She had anonymity. Anonymity, excuse me. You know, they were asking her about Ike in the 90s. Like, he had got arrested for, like, a cocaine charge or something. And the first thing out of the ladies, like, these are interviews now. Yeah. And she goes, do you know that Ike, you know, got arrested yesterday for, and Tina's like, what the fuck they got to do with me? Nigga, we ain't together. That that ain't (laughs) my man. But it's like, that, that just, that's just one of the bigger examples of how, Black pain is laughed at and then marketed to make money for people who aren't giving no money back to the black people. No. Because I'm sure I, I'm, I, I, I'd stand to bet money that Tina Turner didn't make money from that movie. No. And guess who wrote it? I, guess who? Well, no. The, the book that it was based off of, I, Tina, was written by MTV's Kurt Lorder. Huh. From MTV News. I didn't even know that. First I of all, I didn't either. I didn't even know he was still alive. I'm going to be real with you. So when I saw him in the documentary. I haven't seen Kurt Loder since they stopped doing MTV News. Ooh. Age has caught up to him fast. That man looked like he ready to just sit down somewhere now. But even in that, you know, there were just so many great things. It was only about like an hour and some change long. And you know what? I don't blame Kurt Loder. Well, he wrote the book because... It was a story that I'm sure was fascinating and probably probably needed to be told. Well, here's the reason why the book was written. At the time when her fame started going back up in the 80s, people, like I said, kept asking about Ike. And she just would not talk about him. Yeah. So she said, this is my way of talking about that man one last time so that y'all could stop asking me. Now, that didn't happen. They still kept asking um, if anything, it made Ike more famous. Yeah. Because he had disappeared. Um, and they actually broke down the like the the proceedings of the divorce where he took everything and she only kept her name and she took on the debt from the shows that were canceled because they weren't performing together anymore. Because mm-hmm. at the time when they got divorced or they broke up and things, they were actually breaking in a lot of money on the road. Oh yeah, they were they were a hot commodity. So she had to pay off all that debt. So she had to go to like Vegas and do like, um, not burlesque shows. Like residencies and shit. Yeah. Yeah. She had to do stuff like that where she could just, she just had to pay people back. So she was basically doing those shits for free. Yeah. Um, But then to come back in the 80s, she got huge in Europe first. 
because the record labels here in America didn't want to put her on because she was in her 40s and back then to be in your 40s and to be a black artist in your 40s not to mention they assumed Ike was the the money maker he was everything she wasn't allowed to have friends she um, she was on an allowance so all the money he had it well, I'm, I'm saying they assume that Ike was the one that so, yeah, when was you, responsible for When the, you go from him being your business dealer and your manager and all that stuff to going out on your own, you don't know nothing about the business. You know you got to sing. You know you got the talent. But when it comes to that, you need to have business smarts as well, which she didn't have. And she admitted to it in the, in the, in the documentary. But... uh you know, they would show her performing in like Rio and there's like a hundred and eighty something thousand people in the arena just to see her. And the record label finally said, you know what? Fuck it. We gonna give her an album. And so that's when Private Dancer, the, the main album of her catalog or whatever that really put her over the top, came out. And they still they didn't promote it. She had to go out and promote it and all that stuff. But really I love seeing stuff like that. I love the fact that she's able to tell her story still. You know, she's 81, but she's able to tell her story. She still looks good. Um, all in all, it was a good watch for Friday night. But hold on, I think I found a... Uh, so they played her this version of What's Love Got to Do With It, and she almost walked out the studio. Let me skip. I don't blame her. That's all I'm giving y'all. But yeah, I, I can understand why she would leave. But it was just cool to see. And I think this might be an HBO thing now. Because they're starting to do more documentaries on like legendary music acts. Because I saw the one about the Bee Gees a while back. It's just nice to see and hear an icon really tell their story like while they're still with us while they're able to share that because we yeah, I, we um, sometimes miss out it's like we or we sort of overlook that i think I, I said that to you when we watched straight out of compton i said i wish they were doing more shit with people who can actually tell the stories themselves yes why are we only getting this shit after they're gone and a lot of that, and I, for straight out of comedy, I meant that to be easy because we got a lot of second hand information about what was going on when I think easy putting his two cents in it would have been better. Um, it would have felt complete. Yes. There's a lot of times, and I understand a lot of artists don't get that until after they're gone. Like if I never see another Biggie or Tupac movie again, it'll be too soon. Now, that documentary was really good, the Biggie one. Um, I can hope they could do a Tupac one that's just as good now, um, but it's still not the same. Because even with documentaries, you're not getting, sometimes people aren't allowed to share there. And I remember coming on the show and saying I was upset that Lil Kim wasn't able to get her time in there. Yeah, I think we both were in agreement. Um, I think if um, they did a Tupac one. I highly doubt Suge would be in it, and a number of other people. When okay, yes, everybody paints Suge as a villain, 
but he wasn't a villain for Pop, as far as we know. Yeah, for all we know, they probably were like brothers. Yes, he made that man very rich, and they made they made each other very rich. Um, we don't get the Pac that that we that everybody loves without Shook. We don't. There's there's no way you can say that. You don't get Biggie without Puff. You don't get Jay without Dame. You can't separate the people who had an integral part in the legend's career. And I understand that we like to poke fun and act like Suge was just the devil. Cool. But like I said, Pop might have thought he was the fucking angel that came and saved his life. Yeah, at the time when Death Row was really like on top, at least in the West Coast. Yes. They probably were like brothers. They you, all probably looked at each other like we brothers. All, we all had the benefit of the knowledge of how some some kind of knowledge about how music works and how people got screwed. Okay, still, if not for Suge, we have no idea how long Pac would have stayed in jail. Or if he would have made it out of jail. So, it is what it is. Now, I would love, and I love that we're getting more documentaries where we can actually see the person talk in real time today about what they went through. That just makes it more authentic. I don't want to see the documentary people talking about it. I don't want I don't even want to see interviews with close friends. That's irrelevant to me. Let me hear how they felt about the situation at the time. So I think I I, I would love I need them to get Jay on record before he's gone. I want him to have Oh my God! Like that, like like Jordan's documentary last year, like under Undertaker's. I want him to be able to tell stories and talk about shit that we have never heard before. I want him to be able to be like, oh yeah, this situation with Jazzo or this situation with Lance or whoever, and I want to hear from his mouth. For me, I yes, I do agree with that. And then for me, there's certain artists I don't really. I want the mystique to still be there. So when, you know, say they say, oh, we're going to do a documentary on Prince. I don't want to watch it. Mm -hmm. Because he's been very clear on, I'm the one that tells my story, not anybody else. So I'm not going to watch it. Or now they have this show about um, Aretha Franklin. That is supposed to be like a docu, not a docu series, but it's supposed to be like a, a mini series about her career and things. Mm-hmm. Well, she said specifically she wanted Jennifer, um, Hudson. Jennifer Hudson to play her, and they're and the movie's coming out this year. So I'm going to watch the movie that she asked them to make of her life. I'm not going to watch it. It's just certain things that, okay, if they're not here, but they said, hey, this is my plans. This is what I want. Like this, is how I want y'all to chronicle my career, and we get that okay. And you know, and that's cool. But I see if if watching the Snyder cut of Justice League didn't tell one thing is that you could have a vision and tell a director you want your vision to be this, and the studio will completely ignore oh, absolutely, it. they'll they'll find a way to to fluff it up. That's or, why if you if you do it yourself, and I hear it straight from your mouth, then I know that's how you wanted it. You know, uh, but that's just and. Really, going back on to the Tina doc, it puts some more respect on her name with the youngins because I'm seeing a lot of youngins like, oh my God, look at 
we we didn't know Tina because they all thought that she was just a joke, like you said earlier. Uh, when it came to you know like uh, Jay saying eat the cake anime, like people just thought that oh that's a cute little that was a cute little line from the movie. That I, was not a cute scene, people. I think that was black, not like a cutesy little scene. The black community owes Tina Turner a huge apology. I want to start by saying I'm sorry because I've made numerous Tina Turner jokes. I, I remember me, you, and James sitting watching What's Love I Had to Do With It, and I joked the whole movie. So I got to apologize to Tina Turner because we've all turned her trauma into LOLs, and that's not how it should be. Yeah. Yeah, I apologize, too, uh, only because I've shared uh, the Ike Turner memes well, not Ike. It was Lawrence Fishburne as Ike Turner, but still same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there's a generation that thinks Lawrence Fishburne is Ike Turner, and they don't think there's anything wrong with. They just think it was like great acting. Yeah, some people don't even believe that movie is like based off of real life, and because it's it's scary to think that a person would do that to somebody, and the fact that the the stuff that they put in the movie was sugar coated. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah. Sugar coated. She told a story about one time she was like, "All right, I, I don't really want to be in this band anymore." Ike, and he took a shoe stretcher, which I don't know if y'all know this, but shoe stretchers back in the day were not little light little pieces of plastic. These was like thick ass pieces of wood. And he took it and he like hit her upside the head, and then he forced her to like have sex with him afterwards. She had a concussion and her head was bleeding and shit. But that was just her saying, I don't want to be... And this is before they even got married or started dating or anything else. This is back before their careers actually really took off. You know? Like, that, that, that is some shit. But I remember I, somebody told me one time that spousal rape isn't a thing. And I was like, have you seen What's Love Got to Do With It? That's, that's, that's spousal that rape. That makes it worse. All, all of her kids are the result of spousal rape. Isn't that some? Because if... Hey, yeah, no, some, well, she has some, some of y'all niggas about to get real offended when I say this. If the chick don't want to have a child and you impregnate her anyway, guess what you just did? Now, they didn't talk about the first kid's father. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant all the kids with Ike. Yes. Well, there's only one kid with Ike. The other two were from... Uh, there was only one with Ike? Yeah, there's only no. one with Ike. There was one before Ike. And that was from a abusive relationship. And she said in the documentary, up until now, like with her now husband, I didn't know what true love was. Mm-hmm. Everybody around me either wanted something from me or was out to hurt me. Yeah. Like she talked about her mother. Like the way they made her mother look in the movie made her look nicer like her mom would just show up and ask for money and then disappear her mom just dis- like abandoned them when she was like a little girl and then when she had to go to St. Louis because I think the people she was staying with died she had to change her name because she didn't want people to know that that was her daughter living with her she would when she got a hold of money during the Icatina days she would buy her mom a house and stuff she goes well who paid for this Ike I know you ain't paid for this Her mom was still living when Ike passed away and she called her and said, are you going to the funeral? 
You should go. I'm like, fuck that nigga. I'll piss on his grave. Like, so many of the things, like all the abuse and shit that she went through, both during her career and in her personal life, and the fact that she just had to move away from all of it just so she can have peace in her life, that's telling. But once again, I'm glad that she was able to tell her story while we still have her here. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to hear, I would love to see a Stevie Wonder doc. That one might take a few days. That one might be like a little docu-series. Yeah. Um, I need motherfuckers to give it up like Quincy Jones is giving up in that interview. Oh. Quincy Jones is at the age now, he just don't give a damn. That's why I need, I need motherfuckers to, to have that energy. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can't cancel him. How are you going to cancel Quincy Jones? He made the soundtrack to your, your mother, and your grandmother's lives. Quincy, Quincy Jones was telling truths about people that you thought were different. And you were like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm a, I, I can't stop liking their music, but we're not supposed to be able to like that. So uh, shout out to Quincy. Quincy did not, does not give a damn. And shout out to Rashida Jones for one, one time just because. Yeah, why not? And Rashida Jones' sister who did Tupac when he died. Hey man, can I can I drop this on you right quick since you brought that up? Her 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 sister is is really bad. Yeah. Like like Rashida bad? No, her, no, her sister's fine. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it, Pop. <laughs> I totally get it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Speaking of sexiness, uh have you seen the 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 sexiest bald man ever. Oh man, I literally sent him this topic with the added. I'm just offering this as a topic so that I will have another excuse to make fun of the royal family. The royal family has produced evidently the sexiest bald man alive. It's we find this list the bald one. <laughs> I don't know how many others there are. It's the bald one. The bald one that I think is he the one that married to Meghan Markle? No. Is that one? Okay. It's the other bald one. Is there more than one bald one? I'm pretty sure Prince Philip is bald. I don't know. I'm not talking about the corpse. <laughs> that nigga's dead to me. <laughs> Just like he should be to everybody else. He's he's dead to everything. I'm talking about the living breathing ones. And not the mother. I know she's bald, so I know that's a fucking wig. You're not fooling nobody, bitch. I know a wig when I see. I I don't watched. I'm on season six of uh, of Shit's Creek. I know a wig when I see one, bitch. They 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 said that the bald guy from the royal family is the sexiest bald man alive today. Boy. Did they fucking lie? Prince William. Is that what one of those? Billy? Prince, Prince. Billy the Bald? Did you just call him Billy? Prince Billy the Bald? He went bald kind of young too, didn't he? Didn't he start going bald at like 20 or something like that? Those niggas, <laughs> those niggas hit puberty and their hair started falling out. Boy, that inbreeding them fucked them up, didn't it? Prince Billy the Bald. Is your sexiest oh, bald man, man alive? Boy, if y'all don't get the fuck out of here. 
I'm trying to get the list, but they're only talking about I, him. I guess they're trying I, to cover up the mistake. Hey, I know, I know that shit sent Tyrese into a spiral, boy. I know it did. So, <laughs> I know he it went did. up. So, the top five. Top five, um, top five, top five, top five. Is. Okay, hold on. I got the top ten here. Bet. So, I'm going up from ten up. All right. You mean ten down. Or Yeah. Vin Diesel. Okay. Floyd Mayweather. All right. John Travolta. <laughs> Hold on a goddamn second. Keep going. You know, you know, keep going. I, Bruce, I'll, I'll address the list at the end. Bruce Willis. All right. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. Patrick Stewart. Oh, wait, wait. It, uh, oh, Professor gets, X? Y- yes. Okay. It gets better from here. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Jason Statham. <laughs> Mike Tyson. And Prince William. Yo, yo. Ain't nothing about this list correct. Now, Dwayne Johnson's response to this was actually A1. He had the best one. He said, how in the cinnamon toast fuck does this happen when Larry David clearly has a pulse? Right there. He was right there. And he's pretty, 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 pretty. He's, he's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm trying to see where they got the analytics for this. I'm trying yeah, to see you. There were none. You know what they did? They had a competition in the office. They put a bunch of ball motherfuckers on the wall and started throwing shit on. The study was conducted by cosmetic surgery group Longevita. They, every, everybody on that staff needs to be beheaded. No, they should be scalped. Scalp everybody on that goddamn on that goddamn staff. Yeah, man, I'm I'm looking at this picture of Prince William now. And, I'm, uh, I'm gonna keep it a buck. His teeth are dingy, and he got an overbite. Dwayne Johnson, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. That's a good looking motherfucker, dog. The Rock is a good looking man. Hey, man. Speaking of the Rock, I know you going. I'm just gonna keep these transitions going, man. I uh caught up on Young Rock. And um my initial judgment of the show was I, I decided on episodes two through five, I'm gonna change the way I look at this because I was looking at The Rock as a fan. Obviously, I grew up when he was the rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I said, I'm not going to watch this as a fan of The Rock. I'm going to watch this like it's a TV show. And I'm going to see how well they do at introducing me to the different wrestlers and the different terms and things. I can tell you now the best times that they've had on this show. Because now instead of it being... The first episode was when they introduced you to all three phases of his life. Or those three phases of his childhood or whatever. Now they do it to where each episode is like a different version. So there'll be one where he's like Little Rock, and then there'll be one where he's the Teenage Rock. Okay. And there's one where he's working or he's uh, at the U. So the the best episodes have been the ones where he's either the kid or he's at the U. Okay. The ones where he's a teenager. I can see. I can see that because I, with the kid, you get the a lot of the nostalgic wrestlers and shit. Well, when he's and when he's at the U, you get more close to the rock that we knew. Yeah. Um, Closer, not more close, excuse me. When he's the teenager, I just don't Nobody like cares about that. those. 
Well, because it, first of all. But I think they include that shit because it's a lot of, he's talked a lot about, like, being a teenager and like his he was, family he was still relationship stuff and shit. And, yeah. And first of all, I, I, I think I said this when I first talked about the show. They're not going to show Soul Man Rocky Johnson the way he actually was. No. They're showing the Rock, him. I, the Rock wouldn't even allow that. They're showing him the way The Rock saw him as the way he looked up to him as yes. happy-go-lucky and da 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 But we know that so man Rocky Johnson wasn't the smiling, happy, oh, it'll be okay, son, and, and this, that, and the third. He was a black father in the 70s and 80s. And he was out in these streets. Now, they yes. hinted at it in one episode, but... They didn't really go far into that. But that's also not the show for that. Yeah. This is a sitcom. I'm pretty sure The Rock isn't going to do his dad like that. Yeah. This is, this is a sitcom. Now, if it was a documentary, maybe it'll come off a little different. The person that they have playing his mother, once again, she looks just like him. She does an excellent job, but I hate when they go to the teenage years because they make her look clueless. Let me tell y'all something now. Samoan women, if their kid was to talk crazy to them... There wouldn't have been no kid left. Nope. So the fact that they have her looking like a damsel against her teenage son, like he did something where he like talked crazy to her on the bus because they were riding the bus and he just walked off the bus and she didn't do anything. And she had to call like the wild Samoans and them for help with her teenage son. I was like, that no, this didn't work. No. There's no way. Now, honestly, I, I, I absolutely don't doubt the call was made, but that was probably after she did some shit. Like she called Junkyard Dog and 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 Randy Macho Man Savage, but that, was, that a lot of that too probably is her, his mom telling him, "Hey, don't put all that shit in there." Because if there's one it thing has to be, if if there's one thing that your mom's people's moms don't ever want them to talk about, that's how they had to bust their ass when they was kids. Because there's no, <laughs> I'm just saying, like the stuff that he's telling them, like like mom, I know if I made a show, my mom be like, "Keep all that shit out, stop playing with um, it." Like, she was cleaning some lady's house in Pennsylvania. Like, that was her job. And The Rock stole, like, a little diamond purse or whatever. Like, it was a diamond-encrusted purse. And he was trying to impress some girl. And his mom found it. And she just put him on punishment. Like, she didn't yell at him or nothing. She was like, you, you no TV. I said, oh, no. Yeah, man. also, you can't you can't have the ass up beating a kid on a TV. I said, oh, on the, oh no. On a this, sitcom in prime time. This is, this, is, this is for the family because... Uh, Why people would retroactively no. call CPS? Well, not only not only that, I think he would have been locked up. But like, she just was like, "No," I was like, "Man, that is ain't some no heaven for your ass." Yeah, because ain't no way in Samoa. I used to live next to some Samoans in Chimney Hill because I thought they were Filipino, and it threw me off. I was wrong for that. You're so slow. I didn't know the difference. <laughs> I didn't know I was eight. Man. The daughter went outside and got on her bike and rode up. Like, we had, like, little driveways or whatever. And she drove up and down a driveway, but she accidentally went into, like, the street. And so she was trying to turn around. And her mom came outside with the belt, ready for that ass whooping. Because she thought she was going to stay on the street. Mm-hmm. So imagine you stole something from your place. Like, he stole something from your place of work. Some Samoan parents aren't a whole lot different from Spanish and black parents. No, 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 no. Ass whoopings are handed the out. The ass whooping is there. It's ready. 
Mm-hmm. All you got to do is say yes. <laughs> it's there. It's right there waiting. And I'm pretty sure Soul Man Rocky Johnson wasn't like, like I said this before, but I'm pretty sure he was handing out some ass whoops too. I'm sure he was hands on in the raisin <laughs> in some ways <laughs> in Rock's childhood. I think they were trade. I think they were tag teaming on the ass whoopings. And hey, uh, 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 that's you got two parents. You you've had your, you you've you've gotten hit from different directions before. Yeah, you just you had the preferred person who you wanted to whoop you. And that preference was probably not who's going to whoop your ass. Because they knew what your preference was. And they absolutely not doing you no favors. <laughs> they used to be the worst. Hey, man, I want to do, I do want to say uh, rest in peace to Beverly Cleary. Real quick, I know we usually do our RPs in the beginning of the episode, but I totally forgot about it. Yeah, uh, also, um, Coach Schnellenberger, when you think about the U, like Miami, college football in the 80s, that man started a dynasty, and he passed away, I want to say, on Friday or Saturday. Yeah, I think it was Saturday. Um, but yeah, he passed away, and I just saw a lot of, when he passed, you saw a lot of the classic players, like Michael Irvin and all of them, really um, just share, you know, stories about him and things of that nature. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, y'all watched The U, by the way. That's like one of the greatest 30 for 30s of all time. Both of them. Because remember, they did part two, too. Yeah. Watch both of those shits. Because the you the first you showed how like it was it was the foundation. Watch that second you, and na- see how many players just from that second iteration of the you are some of your favorites on in the NFL. They definitely had that mentality that they were trying to knock your fucking head off. Whether they played offense or defense, <laughs> and I love that episode that they did of The Rock. Um, he there was a time when his freshman year, he um, he was in practice, and he was actually like winning over the coaches and shit, and he got injured. But on the sidelines, he was like Uncle Luke was there. You know, you know Luke Skywalker gonna be chilling at you. He's a Miami dude, and so their favorite booster. So he was at a club and he's like in or the rock was in line to get in a club and Lucas going, No man, you played for the U. Come on, you coming in with me, man. And so he like skipped the line and everybody started cheering or whatever. And um they hinted at an NCAA violation, but ain't nothing they can do about it. Hell no. Um, to where he got his parents a new TV because of how he was playing in practice. Mm-hmm. And then he got injured and he got red shirted and he sort of got depressed. And Luke forgot who he was and all this stuff. But they showed how he was really close with one, Ed Orgeron. And I got (laughs) mad at the Ed Orgeron that they had in the show. Because he was talking too clear. Oh, yeah. Now, they had the real Ed Orgeron come in at the end. And they sort of, you know, The Rock was like, thank you for giving me confidence. And you know you went <laughs> you good, but yeah, like I was like, if I didn't know who that man was, I would never think that he talked like that until the end of the show, because it was a big drop off. It was a big difference. Whoever they got to play Ric Flair in this show, they need to get their ass whooped. That man, that bad? Look, it looked like a pixie stick with a blonde wig. Man, he was too skinny. 
other than that, like the guy who they got playing uh, Junkyard Dog actually looks like Junkyard Dog. Um, he was funny. The only problem is, is that the Junkyard Dog in 1982 was not in Hawaii. He definitely was working Mid-South. But I was like, I'm not going to look at this as a fan. I'm yeah, going to look at this that. as you can't do this that. is a sitcom. Because they also had Randy Macho Man Savage chilling with them on the beach. And I was like, wait a minute. They got to have the big he names. He was in Memphis. They got to have the big names on the show. I understood. The guy who they got to play Vince McMahon. Okay. He looked like a young Vince. Okay. He looked more like Shane than Vince. But, all right. You know, you're not going to win them all. Um, hey, um, Chet Hanks said it's a white boy summer. Are you ready? No, I mean, what does that entail? Like, do I have to, like, duck or do I have to, like... No, this is, this is, they're, they're trying to take all the black women, evidently. <laughs> it's, he says it's going to be him. It's him, John B., and uh, Jack Harlow leading the charge. Do you think Chet ever talks to his father? I don't think Chet talks to his brother. I think... I think Chet talks to his mom, <laughs> but that's it. I think his dad is just like, I think Tom's like, you know what? You need to leave me alone. <laughs> I have a legacy to protect. And you fuck it up. You fucking it up. Your, your other brother's doing his thing, but you fucking it up, Chet. And uh, I'm not going to spend any time on that. Um, so we got, we got one last thing to talk about here. Friday night. Yeah, you talking about the mess that happened down at Dolphin Front. Yeah. Friday night. Somebody started shooting. Now, did they ever say that they found the person that was shooting? Did they already catch the person that was shooting? I don't know. I I have heard some things about the the guy who got shot. Rest in peace. His name is Donovan. Uh, so I, from what I hear, the, the police officer wasn't white that shot him and killed him. His body cam was off. And I heard a, a little nugget of information that they were cousins. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, I'm just hearing random things from people because that's what happens. In the, so I don't know how much of it's true. Um, I'm sure you can probably find out the, the race of the officer if you really tried. Um, but I heard it was a black officer. Um, they did say the body came for I heard some of the shots from I was in bed. And I was like, nigga, shooting? But you know, me being me and from where I'm from and what I've heard over my life, I didn't pay any attention to it. Because there's a big difference between hearing shots in the distance and hearing shots right outside your house. Yeah. <laughs> so I know which one to really take seriously. But uh, yeah, Friday night was a mess. They had it shut down from 17th to 22nd. Motherfuckers couldn't get, get cars out. Hey, Facebook's a nasty place. I've seen a lot of motherfuckers on Facebook marking themselves safe the next day who don't be out, ain't been to the oceanfront in years. Don't leave the house. We know you're safe, Brenda. You, you haven't left the house in four years. We know you ain't get shot. You live in fucking Portsmouth. We don't need you to mark yourself safe. But evidently, the shit was going on, and people 
Uh, I know Karen Rock said he didn't even know anything happened until he went to his car and checked his phone. And people was texting him about it. And he was like, oh, shit. But it's a damn shame that when the weather gets nice and y'all want to come out here and do shit, this is how y'all behave. Um, I think a young lady, I think a young man lost his life. He was shot by the police officers. He wasn't the one shooting, from what I hear. Evidently, whoever was shooting uh, either got away or I heard that the person shooting got shot that night and killed. But evidently, the person that got shot, well, oh, it was, I think it was another person. I think they might have killed the gunman that night. I'm not sure. I haven't looked about it in a couple of days. Um, but come on, guys. We got, we got to do better than this. Um, I know that the incident made national news, uh, especially right now with um, a lot of the mass shootings that's been going on for the past two weeks. Well, I say past two weeks, like it just started two weeks ago. But, you know, um, since that since the, the incident in Atlanta, um, they sort of had a close scope, man. And it really... Being born and raised here, I, I take pride in being from here. I, I think I'm a little too biased, you know, at times. But I always say, if I ever did come into some money or whatever, I would just stay here because I, I love it here. I have love for the seven cities. I've, I've been here when there was really nothing to do. Like, literally nothing to do. And now we have so much, and we have so much coming to this area. To have something like this happen. And we're not even fully, like, operational. Like, the beach isn't fully operational yet. We're at the end of March. It was a beautiful day on Friday. You know, a lot of the locals got to to go to the beach and, and actually kick it at a few restaurants and stuff. To have this happen at the oceanfront, where we're supposed to have all the tourists, where we're supposed to have all the people who don't know anything about this area come and chill, and to have that be national news is a damn shame. The fact that folks lost their lives is a damn shame. The fact that it probably was over something stupid is a damn shame. We gotta do better than this. Is it we there's no way in in late March we should be even talking about something like this at the oceanfront. That means this was on us. That means this was seven cities that did this. And yeah, his name was Donovan. Um, I read uh the victim's father's statement. That's gotta be heartbreaking to fucking write. You know? Um, but yeah, I like it's incidents like this that make me embarrassed to even say that I'm from here. You know, the fact that people I saw this on Twitter were making jokes about the situation, which y'all need y'all ass whoop. Um, it's just heartbreaking and 
I really do wish that we learn from this so that this doesn't happen from here on. You know, this shouldn't have to be a recurring thing. There's no reason for you to be at the oceanfront shooting up anything at all. The oceanfront is like the last place you need to go and shoot up something. The last in the seven cities. Especially now that the cave is gone. Not saying there's any particular city you need to go if you want to shoot shit up. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, out of all the places in the seven city, the oceanfront is like the last place you would think of, all right, I'm going to shoot that up. For what? Prayers to all the victims and prayers to all the people that were probably, because I saw a few videos of people, like, just trying to get out. Man, I saw people telling stories on Facebook. Man, they were talking about, oh, man, I went, I heard the shots and I turned to run and the bullet hit the pole right where I was standing. Okay. All right. I hope y'all got all that shit out your systems. Please tell me you did it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be all that. Y'all don't have to do a performance piece about motherfucker shooting. Come on. Can we be real can we be real about this shit now? Like y'all y'all typing out the script for fucking John Wick 5 for shooting on Friday night. Come on, man. And and y'all and y'all don't have to mark yourself safe. And uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. I rode down the oceanfront yesterday. You know, not even because of that. It's just I, I was meeting up with somebody out there and I was on my way back home. That's when I told you um, Esoteric was jumping. Oh, yeah. I wanted to go to that shit yesterday, but I had an appointment to get my vaccine. Um, like just riding past it. I was like, God damn, they in there. But you would not have thought that a shootout had happened there two days prior. It looked like business as usual. Yeah, you know, when the night it's nice out, the shit don't stop. Yeah, which I went. We uh, after we got vaccinated, me and Charlotte, we went. We just went to grab some food real quick. So we went to Hardee's real quick. Right there in the corner, you know the Hardee's I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, if any of the employees of that Hardee's listen to this shit, y'all ain't shit, boy. Well, it's Hardee's. All those niggas called out. It was one dude and the, I guess the manager in the back. That was it. I couldn't even get mad at my boy. I couldn't. Y'all ain't shit, boy. Y'all y'all did them dirty. <laughs> I just if any if anybody from that Hardy's listens to us, y'all ain't boy, you did them dirty. Y'all y'all ain't shit. And I knew it. I said, I bet you that manager knew when she woke up that she won't have no employees today. <laughs> She's like, oh, this might be nice out. Yeah, these niggas call it out. <laughs> but that man was taking orders on the drive-thru and the counter. And I she mean, and she was back there cooking up all the shit. I said, man, I, y'all ain't shit, boy. I, I mean, used we, to do that. We had to, we had to like pull off to the side because, of course, there's only one person cooking and only one person taking orders. It's going to take a little bit. And I guess another family that was behind us, they pulled off to the side. They... Accidentally gave our food to that family, so he went back in. And he, I went in there and I was like, "Yo, 
what the fuck is our food? And he was like, oh, I think I gave it to them on ass, and they brought it back into you. I was like, I don't want that shit now. I said, I'm going to need you to make new food, dog. And when I realized what was going on, I realized that none of the food that we ordered was going to be correct the way we ordered it. I didn't have the heart to bitch. I was like, "What? I, do I need to be another person probably bitching at him about their order today? Or whatever? He's like, man, I've been here since 6 a.m. And I don't get off till 4. And I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, God bless, dog. You have a good day. Oh, I, just, I just got, man. I got whatever was in our bag and walked out. I, I can't, I can't be mad at him, like, because if you treat that person like shit, like they're only doing what they can. I was, like, I'm not about to make his day worse by bitching about some fucking food that I probably shouldn't be eating in the first place. But it was something fast. I was like, man, you just, hey, have a good day, dog. And I just walked out. Let me tell you what the worst fast food establishment in this city is: the Popeyes in Lynn Haven. That place is horrible. We've talked about that place at nauseum. That place is the reason why I will never, ever go. Hey, and I don't know. The Popeyes out in downtown Norfolk is pretty bad, too. I think all the Popeyes are just bad. That's why I'm never. And I, you know what's bad? When you look across the street and you see Chick-fil-A, and they got cars wrapped around the building, too, okay? But they just moving. The efficiency of Chick-fil-A. Moving, moving dog. Is is something that we need to study, and it's it's universal. It's across all. Like there's no Chick Fil A now. I will tell you the Chick Fil A in Town Center. I want all of them under the jail, except for this one lady in there. She has the most rotund booty I've ever seen on a Chick Fil A employee. She's fine. Everybody else at that location. I, I would like to engage in fisticuffs with. But yeah, that Popeye's in Lynn Haven, everybody in there need to ass whoop, okay? Because there's about 12 of y'all in there. And all of y'all are up front with me. Like, no, move. Go fry the chicken. Go make my food. Like, make the mashed potatoes. We we got to wait 20 minutes on mashed potatoes. They're mashed potatoes. They're instant mashed potatoes. It don't take 20 minutes to make the shit at home. So I know it'll take y'all 20 minutes. It's like, it's, it's be- it is horrible, man. And I actually had to go in there because that's what my mother wanted for her birthday weekend. She wanted oh, Popeyes. I don't know. I'd be like, oh, your birthday might be um, disappointing because you ain't getting it. You sure you don't want churches? She, no, it's too greasy. Fuck. But she ain't lying. Churches be greasy as fuck. I would rather drive across the water to a farm fresh. I would just go to Bojangles. Then go to Popeyes. You know what they need to do with Farm Fresh? I'm gonna close the show with this. They need to just turn Farm Fresh chicken into like a restaurant. Come on, man. Like Cracker Barrel. Which Not I st- even. Like, which I still refuse still, to go into. They can do fast food. I guess it'd be more like KFC. That type of restaurant. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about their chicken, but it'd be kind of like what they do. Like what's what? Y'all can do that. Y'all can open up. We got to stop giving our ideas out. Yeah, we do, because they really did still Coleman Plus. Listen, man. And the WWE took the Thunderdome for me. I know y'all listening. Y'all going to be listening next week, though. But we'll drop more of those hints on Thursday. You can follow the show on Instagram and on Facebook at This Ain't a Pod. You can follow my esteemed colleague at exhibit underscore D-E-E. You can follow me on both Instagram and Twitter. 
on Well Damn Spread. Did I say Instagram and Twitter for you, or did I just say your shit? I don't know. It's the same for both, so it don't really matter. Yeah, it's 60 deep. Man. Nobody we, follows me from the show anyway, so. Nobody, I mean, I'm, I'm getting followers, but I don't think they're from this show. I just think it's spam. That's the thing, too, because no matter what, if I don't know you, I just assume you're a spam account. And I don't like the people who, like, has a shitload of followers, and then they follow me, and so I follow them back, because I'm like, all right, you, you seem cool. And then, like, two weeks later, I look, and they stop following me, but I'm still, like, a jackass sitting there with a bunch of other people that follow them. Don't, 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 don't do that to me. A fake Tony D2 Wild account just followed us on the, on the show's page. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this will turn soon. I don't know. It might. I'm having fun while I'm waiting on it, though. All right. Well, we'll see y'all again on Thursday at 8. Let's hopefully. Say, say a prayer for Dr. Dre in April. Oh, my God. You were waiting. You were waiting. You were waiting. <laughs> sitting there, we had this entire show. You just wanted to throw that out, huh? Isn't that how I usually do? I'm going to take it out of the episode. We'll see y'all again on Thursday. <laughs> you ain't shit.